Thank you for coming back to another episode of Content Creators Library, the podcast that helps you with the business aspects of being a creator. Maybe that's making money, maybe that's landing your first sponsorship deal. Maybe it's making a course, the business of being a creator. If you don't know who I am, I am Jeff Parker. So really quickly, I'm just super excited over here because I just made my first money, my first dollar online after like 10 years of being a, you know, a creator and entrepreneur. And I'm doing like quotation marks because I've never made any money before. I'm just throwing this out there because I'm like, I'm super freaking excited. This is the, the business of being a creator. I just want to tell y'all, you all can make money from this too. It's not that hard. You can make money as a creator. So I just want to throw that out there. And of course, how would you make money being a creator? Basically, I just pitched somebody and they said yes. I mean, that's literally what happened. No joke. So get out there, make those pitches. Okay, that's enough. That's enough about me. That's it. It's enough about this. Let's get to the episode. You're going to love it. I asked three people, our YouTubers, tell us the ups and downs of being a content creator. Because as a creator myself, look, this stuff is not easy. There's times where you feel like a complete failure. You don't know what you're doing. There's some days, I, I should I even stop the podcast? Are people listening to this? That's how I feel some days. And you know, it's just a quick one day thing and it's gone. But look, as if you're on YouTube, if you're creating content anywhere, you will feel these ups and downs of being a creator. So the first person we have is Stuart, who is a project manager. He'll explain what that is in it, but he just tells us, you know, just a quick story at the end of what someone told him that inspires him to keep, keep creating content today. That's the type of thing you're going to listen to this episode. And then we talked to Ace. I've actually, me and Ace met on an earlier episode. I keep talking about this, but you know, he niches down to find what's working for his audience. You'll, you'll figure out what that is as you keep listening to it. And then lastly, but not least, we have Daniel. I met him on Twitter. I met this guy on Twitter. He makes his content out here. And Daniel, I mean, he, he says he, he didn't think he would hit 1,000 subscribers. He didn't think it would actually happen. Guess what, creators? He did it. He hit that. He even had to take a video down. There's a reason behind that. You got to keep listening if you want to know what happened. But look, he, he and everybody on this podcast episode had down moments. They had down moments, but they always went back up because they put in the effort. They kept going. They all have 1,000 subscribers. So that's it, creators. Make sure you follow me on Twitter. If you've been liking this podcast, the easiest thing you can do right now is just rate it on whatever podcast app you use. That's it. Click it. Rate it. It'll help me. It'll help the podcast. See you all very soon. Hi, Jeff. Thanks for having me on the podcast. It's a real honor to be talking to your audience. I'm Stuart Taylor, and back in 2020, I started a YouTube channel that has been since providing advice and tutorials to people working in project management. For those not familiar with the discipline, project management is a set of activities, methods, and tools that revolve around delivering projects. A project is any activity that has a definite start end, and an output or improvement at the end. That's a very basic definition, but it'll do for this conversation. My observation is 
seen projects that are delivered in multiple sectors, ranging from technology to financial services, government to retail and so on. It's that no matter where the project's been delivered, the people involved tend to be making the same self-sabotaging mistakes. And I guess I really wanted to try to offer some lessons to reduce that. So I wanted to create a channel that would be helpful to newcomers in the profession and share the lessons that I'd experienced or witnessed in order to help improve their chances of having a successful and fulfilling career. As a secondary audience, I was interested in helping people who already are in the profession, more experienced people with more complicated issues. But I guess really what I wanted to do with them was to share a sense of camaraderie and let them know that when things are going wrong on their projects, that they're not the only ones it's happening to and not to feel as though the whole world's judging them. So that's the channel. The journey so far has been one where I've learned so much and I'm still learning. I'm deeply dissatisfied with some of my skills, which I really want to improve. But I just have to keep reminding myself that two years ago, I hadn't even spoken to a camera that wasn't part of a WebEx call. So, you know, I've had to accept that I've been on a very steep learning curve and I should be a little bit kinder to myself. I guess that really links in nicely with the very first lesson that I had to learn. I had to learn to forgive myself. You've never truly seen yourself until you've recorded and edited yourself. Every weird facial expression, you know, every erratic eye movement, the way you lose confidence in what you're saying for no reason, the way that you forget to maintain good posture and eye contact with the lens. You see it all and you think, oh my God, is that what the world sees when it looks at me? So I guess the best thing and healthiest thing you can do is just learn to forgive yourself. I mean, you wouldn't condemn your friends for looking nervous whilst they're giving a speech to an audience of potentially millions of people, would you? And I doubt you'd mind too much if they struggled to learn a set of complex new skills whilst putting heaps of pressure onto themselves, be kind to yourself and, and learn to forgive yourself. As soon as I learned to forgive myself, I felt more in control of my journey. I also took on the lesson that we shouldn't compare our results to other people's and that we shouldn't be comparing ourselves too much with other people on YouTube. I guess as a consequence of this, I never felt like I should be anywhere further ahead than I was at any given time. I never felt like a victim of the algorithm. Whatever my results were, they were directly a consequence of my own actions and where I was in my journey. And I was honest with myself. If I wanted to be a year further ahead in my journey, then I really should have started a year earlier, shouldn't I? I guess what I'm saying is that the results that we have are the results that we deserve. I've always been comfortable with that. The only time I ever felt lost was probably when I took on too much. You see, throughout all of this journey, I'd been working full time in a very demanding job where there are an awful lot of people who count on me. I have an incredibly supportive wife, two wonderful children, and I want to spend my time with them. So finding the time to take on the combined 
challenges of learning how to make constantly improving content, actually creating the content and then doing all the other key things like thumbnails, SEO, and all the other things that go along with the publishing and, and post publishing, that challenge was huge, but it was just about manageable. It only became unmanageable when I tried to do it across multiple platforms and maintain a Facebook presence, a TikTok presence, uh, an Instagram presence, and a blog. In the end, I had to just admit defeat and, and focus onto the primary platform, which for me is YouTube. Everything else had to be deprioritized, otherwise I'd have just been certain to fail. As I mentioned before, I took on board that I'm where I deserve to be. So currently, I'm approaching two and a half thousand subscribers. I'm about a month away from hitting the watch time threshold for monetization. And to be honest, I have to admit, I did forecast a little and I didn't expect to be at this point yet for maybe another year. So it's, it's nice to be ahead of target. That's, that's encouraging. But the truth is I am where I deserve to be. And I could have put more time into the channel. I could have spent more time learning to do more or market more or all of those kind of things. But I think if I'd done that, the cost elsewhere would have been too great. I've never considered giving up. I, I enjoy what I'm doing too much. I've considered doing less though. So last year, I, during the summer, I spent a few months doing uploads every weekday and I really loved it. There was a real buzz to waking up every day with absolutely no idea what I'd make content about, but I had to slow it down. I was getting very close to burning out. And since then we've had our second child. So life is just a little harder at the moment. Maybe in a few years, if I'm getting good sleep again, I'll think about making more frequent content. But to be honest, right now I'm, I'm feeling happier back down to making one video per week and just doing my best to make sure it's a really good video. I'm definitely trying to favor quality over quantity. I don't know if that's going to be a longer term, a better thing to do. Maybe my channel will grow slower as a result, but if the quality of the products of the outputs is better, then I can only assume that they'll have a longer shelf life and they'll be of value for longer. Working on improving quality is what excites me the most about the journey. I've been getting better at using various tools and skills, and I try to learn something new with each week so that I can add it into the next and all following videos. An, an example is last week, I learned how to do masking a little bit more effectively, and I managed to create some special effects on my boring project management video. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I don't think Lucasfilm are going to be worried about my uh, contributions to special effects just yet. It needs a little bit more work. But when I think about something that excites me the most about what I'm doing, I have to go back to the very, very early days of the channel. I, I received a message from a woman in a refugee camp saying that she had internet access and was learning project management from my videos and said it gave her hope for a career when she was able to find a new home. And I just wasn't ready for that. I was ready for people to say in the comments that my content was rubbish, that I, I should shut up and leave it to the experts or, or something. But 
instead I had this amazing message that even now, a year and a half later, it still inspires me to go and switch on the camera. So when you can make that much of a change to someone's life, why would you ever stop? Thank you for having me on your podcast. I uh, hope your audience enjoys this and gets value from it. Take care. Hey, I'm Ace from the YouTube channel GMAs, and on my channel, I talk about Ecuador. I talk about important things that you need to know before coming to Ecuador and things that you definitely want to know after you've arrived. And also with my 10 plus years of experience, I talk about all the things that I've been through that I think would definitely help you out if you're planning on coming over here. And I try to explain it in the most entertaining way possible through various edits that make you feel like you're having fun while watching the video. And not only that, but I also talk with Ecuadorians, actual Ecuadorians, not the ones you see in documentaries, about different things here in Ecuador. And when it comes to my journey, I think if you started off with a laptop, a phone, and no experience in YouTube, then we probably started off the exact same way. And at the beginning, I didn't really have much of an idea, much more than to teach English in Spanish. Because that was my initial idea before my channel became Ecuador. And then little by little, I would add in more things about Ecuador. And eventually, I just decided to niche down and just completely talk about Ecuador. I think when I finally decided to niche down was probably when I most felt like I was in control. Especially after I had bought a new phone and also a microphone in order to step up my YouTube game. I probably felt most lost during the process of when I was trying to grow using teaching English in Spanish because I felt there was no audience for it, especially since I didn't see growth. And I think that's a big problem everyone has. You start to feel really down when you don't see growth. Currently, I'm at about a thousand, a hundred subs, give or take. And I knew I would eventually reach this sub count. I mean, I think we all have the potential to reach that and much higher. But I just didn't know how long it would take. My initial starting YouTube optimism told me, oh, hey, I'll make it there in a month, uh, half a year, maybe a year. But then as I started studying more, watching videos about how to grow on YouTube, the reality actually set in where I realized it wasn't going to be something that was just going to happen like that. It was going to take time, patience, effort, consistent video making, Especially if you follow the rule that you hear from Think Media to make a hundred videos, even if they're bad. And even though I can't follow that because I don't like making a bad video, at the beginning, I would say most of my videos were pretty bad. Not just quality wise, but they had no real actual structure to the way that they were being. I mean, they did because I was teaching English and Spanish, but it was like, like there was no way for me to know that it was really going to work because I wasn't following any formula. I was just teaching the way I would teach normally, which in some cases might work, but in others, like what I tried, it really didn't. That's why I eventually shifted to Ecuador content. In the past, I never really wanted to give up. I don't want to now either, but I do constantly question if what I'm doing is right. Like if my content is being made the correct way, if everything looks all right, and I'm always questioning if I could be better. Like even after a video is made, I'm looking at it and I'm like, could I have made this better? Could I have done this to make it a little bit more interesting? The thumbnail, the title, everything, I'm always second guessing it. And that weighs on me a lot. And well, right now I'm working on what I like to call my big video, like my big project that I'm just putting all my time and effort into. 
And it's a little bit frustrating because I have to put everything else to the side and I can't record other videos while I'm doing it. But if it comes out the way that I'm expecting it to come out, it's going to be the best video on my channel, which I try to force every video to be the best video after the last one. But this one is just going to be insane. I'm going to have to apply all of the editing skills that I've learned throughout the process. And I definitely, definitely, definitely am incorporating a new skill that I don't completely have mastered. But if it works well, then it's going to make this video go crazy. It, it should get me an amazing amount of views in my mind. And that skill, so that you don't think I'm holding it back, is uh, storytelling. Trust me. It's something that I've heard. And if you watch a lot of videos, you see that there's, there's a certain timeline for events. And each thing leading up to the next just makes it that much more entertaining and that much easier to, to hold retention. And I'm super excited to see how it turns out, not just in terms of results as in views, but also in how good it looks as an end product. Because I think as creators, we all know when the end result is out, when you see everything you've put into your, your work like completely done, you're really happy to see the end result. Watch it, how it all came, how it all like fit together and then see what the reaction is from everyone who watches it. So I can't wait for everyone to check it out. What is up, guys? My name is Daniel Hung. And before I even, you know, start talking, I just want to give a huge shout out to Jeff. You know, I appreciate you for reaching out and inviting me to be on your podcast today. And so, yeah, I'm really, really grateful for that. So who am I? I am from Belize. I have Taiwanese parents and I'm currently on my final stretch to becoming a doctor. I'm studying medicine in Cuba. And so I'm in my final year of medicine in Cuba, about to graduate around, you know, the July, August period. And so as you can see, I'm quite a mixed bag in terms of like cultures and and stuff like that which segues perfectly into what my channel is about and so i initially started my channel way back in 2019 early 2019 with faceless music videos of like some of the beats that i would make on my ipad and so those were the type of videos that I initially posted and it wasn't surprising that it didn't take off. And so later that year, I decided I needed to sit down and actually like give my channel some purpose, right? And as a medical student in Cuba at the time, it only made sense to, you know, start making content about Cuba and my experience as a Cuban, you know, as a medical student in Cuba. And so that's what I did. And so from 2019 and onward, that was what I was making. I was making videos about my experiences, about my experiences as a medical student in Cuba, you know, so as to help out future you know, students that want to come to Cuba to study, as well as help tourists and people who want just want to visit Cuba and like, know how the actual experience is like, because 
I remember when I first came to Cuba, right? Or the months prior to coming to Cuba, way back in 2015, I remember trying to look up like information online about, you know, Cuba and how it is. And there actually was not anything. Like there wasn't much of like the deep information of like how everything works. There's always the more like surface level stuff. But like what I wanted was some real life experiences. And that was what was missing. And so I thought that is what I'm going to do. And I would be the one to fill the gap that was missing. So apart from making Cuba related content, I kind of took my channel as a place to kind of, you know, explore different creative passions of mine. And so on my channel, you can also find like music videos that I would shoot for friends. You know, there's some events as well. Like I actually helped a couple, which, you know, are friends of mine, shoot their little engagement event. And so that was pretty dope. I even sprinkled some affinity photo tutorials, which are basically like Photoshop tutorials. I sprinkle some of those there. And so, yeah, my channel is all over the place. And I mean, I have plans to make it a lot more, you know, cohesive and niche down. That's something I'm going to be working on when I graduate from here and return home to my country of Belize. I'll probably be shifting my channel from like Cuba related content to more like creative lifestyle, productivity, tech related stuff like that. <laughs> That's probably what my channel is going to be about. And so look out for that if you're interested. Shameless plug. So how has my journey been so far? Well, to be honest with you, my journey has been very slow. It has been very steady. And I really like that because blowing up overnight early on is not something that I think I would have been able to handle. What I'm kind of trying to say is I've been on YouTube for about two years now, right? And the subscribers, the growth, it's been steady, like around probably 30 subscribers a month or something like that. And so by growing more slowly, it kind of takes the pressure off of you to have to think about, oh my God, what am I going to do if, if I blow up and, you know, the videos that I make aren't the ones that I like to make and well, all this stuff. By growing slow, I feel like I've been able to chillax, you know, make videos at my own pace, experiment with all kinds of like video topics. And then like slowly my audience has been growing until quite recently, November of last year, I finally hit my 1K subscriber milestone, which is truly incredible. So if I had to say, you know, when was a point in my YouTube journey where I was in full control or when I was at a good point, 
that would have to be from ever since I started making Cuba content back in 2019 up to like around the end of 2021. The reason I say that period was like one of the best periods where I was in full control was because I was much more consistent. And that was partly due to my schedule being less hectic as a medical student. Because right now, since I'm at the, my final stretch of my medical career, I kind of have to put a little bit more time into medicine. And so my consistency has been a little bit lacking recently. There was a point in my YouTube journey where I felt like completely lost. And it all happened when I uploaded a certain video. It's not on my channel anymore because I had to take it down. But long story short, it was a video talking about like the state of Cuba's currency because for those who don't know, Cuba used to use a double currency system. And so like recently they eliminated one of them. And so now they use a single currency. And so I was just basically talking about it, you know, educating the people, the students, the tourists about all of the changes, but apparently that kind of caused some problems with certain individuals misunderstanding, like what I was trying to inform. And so that kind of like rubbed me in a bad way. And it kind of like soured my drive to keep creating content about Cuba, authentic content about Cuba. And so, yeah, that was one of the lowest parts of my YouTube journey. And one that has kind of hindered my drive to keep creating content about Cuba because I don't want to, I'm a person that doesn't want to create content if it has to be like vetted by somebody. It's not like I was like bashing anybody or like roasting people negatively. I was just stating like the facts about the situation because I feel like that's a piece of information that would be very useful to students and tourists that are coming here so that, you know, they can better utilize their money. Did I ever think that I would reach 1K? You know, before starting this journey, I never thought that I would be able to reach a thousand subscribers. I remember just starting out, I had like 30 subscribers just because like, my friends and family wanted to support me, right? And even though I had a specific niche, which was like making content about student experiences in Cuba, my channel was still pretty much a mixed bag. It didn't have like a niche. And so, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you need to niche down in order to grow faster. And perhaps, it was true. Maybe I could have grown a little faster if I focused on like one theme or one topic. But hey, here I am with 1K subscribers, over 1K at this point, making content that's as random as you can ever think of. I'm kind of currently in a transition phase. I don't think I explicitly said it to my audience yet, right, specifically, but if you look at my latest upload, you'll kind of see a trend, a hint of where I'm heading, 
which is more like around the productivity, tech, creative lifestyle type of videos. And so even though I have been uploading these type of videos more, I realize that like I haven't noticed a drop in subscribership, which means that a lot of like the majority of my community is still sticking with me, even though I'm creating like content that they probably didn't sign up for when they subscribed. And so that's pretty awesome. Did I ever want to give up YouTube or ever question what I was doing? To be honest, no, because I really do enjoy making videos. And like, I really do enjoy like reading the comments under a lot of them of people expressing, you know, like they enjoyed it. They got a lot of value. Thanks for helping all kinds of stuff like that. I really love helping people. And so I never once questioned, what am I doing? Or like, do I want to do YouTube? I do want to do YouTube. And it's been a great way to, you know, meet new people, connect with other creators, most of whom I haven't even met in real life yet. And I've come to meet other, you know, YouTube creators who make content about Cuba. And that's been really awesome. So what am I working on? or freaking excited about? Well, in my current stage in life, I don't really have time. I don't have any big like projects I'm working on, mainly due to time restrictions and like medical school workloads. But I do have videos that are, you know, filmed or in progress or are planned have a whole like video li ideas list that I have on my phone. So the videos are coming. They're not stopping anytime soon. All right. So look out for that. Thanks again, Jeff, for having me on. I'll see you around on Twitter, maybe. See ya.